Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and wherever you are in the world. And whenever you are tuning in to this video, my name is James Porcelli. And I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to episode number 39 of Ruthless Talk. Night one is in the books, and now it is time to talk about <laughs> uh, WrestleMania night two from last night night one was like a freaking fairy tale (laughs) in a nutshell everything honestly brian from start to finish you know we talked about it in the review yesterday if you guys haven't checked out our our night one review of wrestlemania it is up on spotify right now make sure you check uh that uh video out before uh you come across this one but uh but (laughs) you know we talked about it um in in a nutshell i mean night one it was like everything from start to finish and you know of course outside of maybe the women's six man or six woman tag was done very very well yeah mm-hmm. and, and and you know we talked about man with you know the potential as well of night two with bianca and asuka and of course cody and roman and man did it go in, into a completely different direction yeah in, not quite as in, good many many different ways and we're gonna get into that because today guys is of course Another edition of the good, the bad, and the ugly for this review. Before we do get into this, uh, into the show, and, and there is a lot to say, and and I'm about to freaking, and, and I <laughs> and I do have a lot to say um, in regards to the show. Um, but I do want to talk about some breaking news, and I'm sure you guys have probably heard this by now. Uh, WWE has finally agreed to a sale and that is with uh the UFC with in um I think it's uh, I hate that I'm pronouncing this wrong or and in Devoir um I I believe I hope again I hope I'm pronouncing that that correctly uh but yeah guys a deal has pretty much been agreed to uh between the WWE and UFC so as of right now, I still need to do more research in regards to the situation but I mean we I mean Brian we even talked about this on a on an episode even way back in January that we kind of knew that this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. However, we didn't think this was going to happen straight after WrestleMania last <laughs> night. Right. Right. This news came out just about a little over an hour ago. Um, so of course we'll, we'll, we'll keep you guys posted about in regards to the situation is this, uh, this whole entire situation is just very brand new. The only thing I can honestly think of Brian is that the first I can think of is obviously I mean, it's Vince McMahon, of course, because we knew that Vince McMahon coming back and even in the show from last night, you knew that there was a lot of Vince McMahon that had his <laughs> hand in the cookie jar with the show. And like I said, there is a lot to talk about in this show. Um, but but going back to, to the sale, of course, I mean, again, we're not shocked because when we <laughs> talked about the sale in a nutshell, when we thought that WWE was going to be there was rumors about Saudi Arabia and now the rumor was saying, oh, it's not true. And now here we are a few months later and it's the UFC. A deal has pretty much been done. But we have, of course, we need to know a little bit more because, again, that the news, the news is still very new. But the only thing I can think of, of course, is I mean, but we knew this was going to happen. Right. We, we, we yeah. knew this in a nutshell uh, of, you know, of partially of the reason why Vince McMahon came back and that was to pretty much make an agreement on to sell this company. Yeah. And but it was but it was in a way for him to most likely still have power. We always talked about <laughs> Vince McMahon being very power hungry, right? Brian? Yeah. Yeah. And, yep. and that's and and that's where we are. There was a mutual agreement. They pretty much 
I guess you could say they went private in a way uh, because I mean, this pretty much was just done out the blue. Um, but yeah. And of course the, the other thing I can think of is also pay-per-view buys as well. Um, you know, the, the whole Peacock deal as well, you know, who knows what that situation goes in regards to pay-per-view uh, prices. They're pretty much, they, they'll probably go up. The Peacock deal is now honestly in the air um, as of right now. Um, so who, who knows, man, who really knows? Again, I'm unsure at the moment. I still need to know more to give you guys an honest take of this entire situation. But uh, Brian, again, I've done enough talking to start the show. Your thoughts um, before we get into WrestleMania night two, your thoughts on this whole um, this selling process between WWE and the UFC. Yeah, like you said, I mean, we, we knew it was coming, you know, at some point. Um, you know, I guess I'll have to, you know, hold, you know, reserve, you know, judgment in my comments to see where, how, you know, what it's going to look like in six months or a year from now. Um, right off the bat, I mean, God, I, I don't know. If they go private, you know, if it goes back to, to private, I, I do kind of like that aspect of it because now you can – you don't have to worry about the Peacock and the Disney and maybe you can do a little bit more, I don't know, rated R stuff, blood, whatever. I, I don't know, but you know, more things of that nature, which I'd be on board with. Yeah. Um, that's the one positive thing. Out of right. All that. That's, that, that's I mentioned about <laughs> WWE going private because honestly, yeah. that's honestly the, on the best case scenario of this situation. But again, who knows? Cause we still of course need to know inf information. And of course, you know, you know, a confirmation of this whole process with you know ufc and of course the wwe because we haven't really heard anything from wwe's end so but yeah continue yeah but <clears throat> bigger than that issue even to me is you know you, you can say what you want about triple h or you know if he's you know really been running the booking I, i'll give this to triple h when when vince mcmahon was gone you know, the, the most he's ever been gone, right? I, I think booking and creative was decent, right? It, you know, there there was some still some blunders, still some whatever, but overall, I did mostly enjoy it. Um, and now, as you've seen, you know, Vince has kind of been back for like a, a couple months now, I guess. And and we we've talked about it. You you can see where you know his his view on things and his booking and his matches have, have, you know, eked its way back in there to, to raw and SmackDown and even to mania shows. So yeah, with, with the cell and from what I've, I've read so far again, there, I'm sure there's still a lot up in the air. Here's my, my biggest drawback to it is that, so now you've sold to this company who, yes, they're in business with UFC, but UFC is a completely different monster than than professional wrestling. And so I'm thinking you're you're you know this company whoever owns it is is basically going to be a bunch of suits that really have not a whole lot of idea or not much invested in wrestling or whatever and then you still have Vince and Nick Khan as they're going to be running the show still essentially in WWE which mm -hmm. Ultimately, I I don't think that's a good thing. Um, so yeah, yeah, we'll 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 see where it goes. But uh, yeah, it looks like Vince has sold, but Vince is still in power because <laughs> because you know, and that's the thing, man. Left. Like he you never know, left, guys. Yeah, I've yeah, been and, saying this for how fucking long? Yeah. 
People wanted to kiss Triple H's ass. People wanted to tell me, Brian, oh, it's okay. Triple H is running shit now. Oh, but see, there Triple was H there was a period. Headed... Yeah, there was a exactly. period where I think like initially. Oh, no, no after... doubt. I mean, no, yeah. don't get me don't get me wrong, Brian. There's no doubt that Triple H, I'm sure, has a little bit of say. And and, and the shows prove that there has been a mm. slight change. And I mean very, very slight. And I and I acknowledge that. There's no no pun intended to Roman Reigns. I <laughs> completely acknowledge that fact that the shows have gotten slightly better, just very, but very, very slightly better. Sure. Um. But but again, go guys. Vince McMahon never fucking left. I've said this for months yeah. now. If you guys really think that this dude just took his fucking ball, and this whole thing the, that he's built for fifty Hawaii years, fucking beach. Then you 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 are a dip witted dumb fuck because yeah. this is who Vince McMahon is his entire freaking life as a business owner and, and yeah. it's just it's just insane it's just you know and then people bought it and just kept buying into it I kept trying to tell this to people and people did not want to freaking listen and yet now here we are there was the talks about the selling process for months ago and now we're back straight into it. Just mm-hmm. not even 24 hours after after Mania last night. But again, guys, this is who Vince McMahon freaking is. Yeah. It's not even about money at this point. This dude has all the freaking money in the world. It is about power. This dude is a mm-hmm. power-hungry, freaking egotistical fucking bastard. That's yeah. who this dude freaking <laughs> is. Yep. It, it, it's just, you know... And again, I'm not. And and are we shocked? No. <laughs> but again, but here is the thing, because I, I I say that I'm unsure because, you know, like you said, Brian, there's ways, you know, you talking about WWE going private in regards to the situation where this still could end up being, you know, you know, everything could still be a positive light into in, into all of this. But there's also a, a light where this could go completely in the fucking shitter. Yeah. So, I have to still do more to give you guys my honest in my honest take. I mean, you guys know how how I do things, especially with professional wrestling and, and giving my honest takes. I don't just like giving my freaking opinion. I want to have the facts. I want to have all the research. So I will continue to keep you guys updated as well as Brian as well to, uh, in regards to this entire situation. But yeah, the selling process, guys, is pretty much coming coming to a close as it's the yeah. UFC and, and WWE have officially agreed to terms. Uh, what goes from here remains to be seen. And now, Brian, it is time to get into this fucking shit show. And no, I'm not <laughs> talking about AW Dynamite. Yeah, I'm talking right. about WrestleMania from last night. Um, you know what? I- I'm going to save it because there's again a lot to cover. There's a lot to go over. So, Brian, let's let's just jump into this. Yeah, thing. yeah, absolutely. Let's, let's freaking do this. WrestleMania night two. April 2nd, 2023, live in beautiful SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, California. Miz and Snoop Dogg once again kick off the show. They're hyping up the show, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Pretty much the same type of setting, of course, the national anthem and all that stuff. Again, just a beautiful visual. WrestleMania feel. Not going to take any away from that. I freaking love just the feel of WrestleMania. There's there's really nothing like it. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know. You know, and of course, Snoop Dogg and Miz, you knew that was going to probably start the show again. And I, again, I love freaking Snoop Dogg. So no complaints, at least yeah. as of right now. But then we get into our first match. <clears throat> and that first match, guys, is Brock Lesnar versus Omos. I want to have them starting off the match <laughs> or starting off the night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. You guys, you guys see the board. Yep. Yeah. That that's immediately into the fucking. Guys, <clears throat> what? 
what what the fuck are, yeah. are we doing? <laughs> it's Brock Lesnar and Omos. Brian is starting off the show. Yeah, Brock Lesnar and Omos. <laughs> oh, and you know what fans want to say too, Brian? Oh, let's just just get the match out the way. It's you know get the women's showcase out the way. Mm-hmm. Get all of the ball, and then we get the ball run, guys. This is your grandest show, your right. biggest show of your calendar year, and you start off the show with a match that nobody fucking asked for, and, and nobody gives a fuck about. Yeah, that's so in, in wrestling. The- yeah, like the 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 two most important matches are the closer and the opener. That's that's the two Except most important. Th- thank you, yeah. Brian. Thank you. You just took the word straight out of my mouth, guys. As it is just as important for the show to close, it is just as important for the show to open up because that's right. when you've got to get people intrigued right from a snap of a finger. And yep. it, but yet WWE decided to go to the route to put everybody to fucking sleep. <laughs> I, I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, oh my lord. And 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 guy, and so I'm going to talk more as I get through this match because there's still a lot more to say here. So Brock Lesnar versus Omos, guys, starts off WrestleMania night two alongside MVP. Guys, match time was five minutes. Again, <laughs> it, it, it's uh, five to six minutes, Brian. What did we yep, say? Absolutely. Freaking weeks ago, this is going to be a five to six minute match. Yep. Um, major pop from LA from Brock Lesnar. Um, that was probably the only freaking intriguing thing was the pop that Brock Lesnar got because he's still freaking Brock Lesnar. Um, Omos just, he's dominating Brock Lesnar early. So, you know, Omos, he's playing the freaking you know, the Nigerian giant where he's, you know, he's showing his dominance over Lesnar, showing his power. Like, oh my God, have you ever seen Brock Lesnar get thrown around the ring like this? So I'm like, okay, this is okay. Whatever. Um, you know, you know, he's, he's dominating the match early with power slams, bear hugs onto Lesnar. Lesnar hits three German suplexes, um, onto Omos. Um, Omos goes for a double choke slam. Lesnar counters and hits his at five, which you knew that was going to be the grand freaking moment in this match. Yeah. What the fucking do? Um, it's, you know, it's like we're shocked that big freaking Brock Lesnar. I mean, he's picked up people like freaking Braun Strowman. He's picked up people like Big Show. Big Show. I'm sure. Yeah. He sent him through the fucking ring back in tw- <laughs> like, so what, 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 what is shocking here, guys? Yeah. It's fucking Brock Lesnar. He F fives for the win. And guys, that's that's it. I mean, listen, I, I'm I, listen. The fact that Brock Lesnar won this match, um, is obviously the right call. I mean, there's no shade to Omos, but there's no freaking way that you have a dude that that freaking ended Undertaker's undefeated WrestleMania streak, and now he just loses to freaking Omos in less than <laughs> right. five minutes. Like, give me a fucking break with that. However, dude. <clears throat> however, Brian, you know, I I I gave a freaking ugly. In regards to this match starting off, and by the way, guys, Omos, I don't, did, Brian, did you see what happened after the match? Omos is on know. the outside of the ring. As soon as he, as soon as he rolls out of the ring, he gets straight up, and he's on the outside of the ring. He's like, "I was this close to beating you." No, I, like I missed that. Didn't yeah. fucking sell the shit at all <laughs> <laughs> from one at five. Yeah, was, I was like, "What in the shit are we doing?" And guys, and not only does this match starting off the show gets a fucking ugly, but this entire match as a whole gets a fucking <laughs> other one. Guys, I don't give a shit. Uh, you could say that I'm speaking out of my, I'm talking out of my ass. I don't give a fuck. 
I, I don't care. This is your grand. This is your biggest stage of your calendar year, and this is how you start the show off. I'm yeah. sorry. There's no fucking excuses. That that is that is that is absolute horseshit. I mean, come the. I mean, guys. I mean, <laughs> and, and we want to make excuses about get the match out of the way. It's just like again, Brian. Thank God that these fucking people don't book these freaking shows. Right. Because, holy shit. I, it's like it's it's it. I, I don't understand it. Um, I, I am just so fucking. And I should have known, Brian, because we're <laughs> going to talk more about this show. I should have known right then and there that as soon as we got that match to start of what's to come for the rest of the night. But makes but you know stay tuned for that because I got a lot to say in regards to the rest of the show. But Brian, uh, your thoughts on this opening match between Brock and Omos? I, I'm in agreement with you, Valley, of course. Yeah, I, I don't think this match should have started off the night. Um, again, like I said, it, it, the first match of the night is just a tick behind as far as importance goes as the the closing match of the night. Um, absolutely, so absolutely. To, to start this to start this night off with with that match, um, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have done that. Um, and you know, going to the match itself. Uh, yeah, look, we we've talked about this for weeks. Um, you know, wasn't invested in the match. Didn't didn't really care. We we knew we knew Brock was going to win. We knew he was going to do Suplex City bitches and win with the F five. I mean, it, how else could it have have gone down? Um, you know, I will say, you know, it, yeah, it was it a different aspect. I mean, I, I can't think of a time, even when he you know might have fought like the Big Show back in his prime or even Taker or anything like that. Like we've never seen Brock. I mean, the, you know, they're like in the beginning of the match. I mean, yeah. Omos just picked Brock up and threw him across the ring, which, you know, is it, is it impressive to see? Sure. Um, you know, but it, then again, the guy's seven foot three. I mean, and I'm, I'm sure he is approaching 400 pounds somewhere in there, 350, 400. Um, so to think that he couldn't do that is, I mean, yeah, of course he, he could. Uh, so yeah, uh, the match is what it, what it, what it is. Um, Brock wins, you know, I, I've said this before, like I, 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 after mania or maybe after this week, I don't know if he shows up on raw or SmackDown, but I, I think we're, we're not going to see Brock too much, you know, here throughout the summer. I uh, could be wrong about that, but here's even my bigger question. What do you do with Omos now? Like, especially if Brock does leave, which he's already beaten him anyway, but like what other opponents, like Omos hasn't really been built. Who, yeah, just where where are you going with Omos? Like what, what is there for him? I mean, I, you get, I, I guess there's guys like a, a Sheamus or a McIntyre or even a Gunter or something that aren't quite, you know, they're bigger guys, but obviously much smaller than Omos. But there's just no, I don't know. I, I just don't know where you go with Omos after here. So I'm with you. Um, well, I'm not, I, I could have put it in the ugly. I, I just went ahead and put it in the bad. Um, bad way to start off the night. The match was not intriguing at all. Uh, again, a little quick five-minute match. Playing to, devil's advocate here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, no, no, you know, no, yeah, no, absolutely. But um, 
Yeah, so, and, yeah, and by was... the way, just to just to all also kind of go over the rules as well, as I forgot to mention that at the start of the show. So if of course, if you guys know, if you if you've been on this platform, you guys pretty much know the rules. But for the newer listeners out there, um, in regards to this this review, every match and every segment, or mostly every match, I should say, will get one tally. Again, yeah. you want to stay away from that ugly column. However, WWE did not waste no time <laughs> going straight into that motherfucker. Yeah. Um, because that's going to be crossed off into two bads once we get once we make the final tally, whether or not to see whether this show was a good or bad pay-per-view. And obviously, you can see not off to a great start. The completely opposite direction of where we were mm -hmm. legit 24 hours ago, Brian, when talking about WrestleMania night one. Um, but hey, you know, does does WWE gain some ground? Let's find out because our next match, our second match of the night was the women's showcase fatal four way tag match. This involved Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez versus Natalia and Shotzi versus Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville versus Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Los Angeles guys was fucking dead. I, I mean, yeah, can live yeah. mostly. I mean, mostly in this match, you can hear a fucking pin drop. I, I mean, it's it's a shame because it's supposed to be a showcase. And I know I praised the men from last night, but guys, like that was a showcase. Like that's a match yeah. where I can get I can get on board with people doing the flips and the dives because on this stage, that's when you do it. You don't do it in the middle of your fuck of a fucking Monday Night Raw. Or a SmackDown where you you need to build storylines. However, right. in regards to a grand stage like Mania, a pay per view stage, that's when you have the bangers. <laughs> that's when you do it. So right. then, freaking, you know, and the crowd was hot throughout to it. That's why I gave the tally like I did in the good column from from last uh, from yesterday's show. However, with this women's showcase, and I hate to say this, completely opposite. In, in the completely opposite direction. Um, yeah. crowd was just not into it. Um, nothing special happened in this match at all. This is just another fucking schmaz circus match. You could have just saw in, in a, it, for filler on a SmackDown or a raw. I mean, let's just be honest here. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, this is just, again, you know, and even, you know, David and, and I talked about it, you know, in a review again, shout out to David. I'm sure he's watching. So David, shout out to you, my man. Um, as he, <laughs> he invited me on his, uh, or he invited me on his Twitter space, or I joined his nice. Twitter space last night as we talked a little bit about the show. So shout out to him. Um, you know, as he continues to, to crush his, his content, um, on Twitter and all his, in, in all of his other platforms. But, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, guys, I mean, the only thing that I can think of, and this is the next, uh, you know, uh, segment, um, in the in the match that I have here is Natalia and that double sharpshooter, which I thought was pretty cool, which maybe lasted, I don't know what, Brian, maybe 10, five to 10 seconds yeah. um, until someone broke it up. I don't, again, I don't even give a shit to remember who the fuck it was. Um, yeah, it was both, it was both onto green. It was both onto Chelsea green and Deville that Natalia mm. applied that sharpshooter sharpshooter to um, Liv Morgan hits her oblivion to Shotzi and then Ronda wins the match as she tosses Liv Morgan out the ring, or I believe Shayna was uh, tossed Liv Morgan out the ring as they were pretty much in the same freaking in the ring at the same time. Uh, Ronda wins via the armbar as Shotzi taps out, and Ronda and Shayna Baszler win this match. Um, Brian, I'll have you start uh, your thoughts on this women's showcase match. Yeah, I, well, yeah, the the crowd uh, not into it at all. Um, I'd have to go back and watch the match because I, you know, I, I do remember like specifically thinking like during the match, I was like, 
man, I haven't seen Shayna and Rhonda in here in a while. Um, and, you know, going in, going into this, we, we kind of expected that, you know, Shayna and Rhonda were the tag team, right? They're going to be booked as dominant as they should, you know, winning this match and maybe going on to, to face Lita and Trish or, uh, Lita and Becky, uh, for the titles. Um, but then, like, you know, at, at one point in this match, it, it really, uh, you know, as far as showcasing, uh, you know, I feel like, um, uh, oh, gosh, I'm, DeVille and uh, Chelsea Green were in there for for quite a bit. And then, yeah, at the end of the match, so if you notice, like, Baszler comes back in and she has one of her boots off and she's hobbling around. So I, I don't know if there was, like, a legit injury because it, it, it seems like they – I don't know. Maybe they called an audible audible. out there because Mm -hmm. she legit did get injured, which obviously changed how the match was supposed to go. Um, Because, yeah, the ending where she's kind of like hobbling back in the in the ring and like hits. Who did she hit live? So she hits somebody with like a running knee. And then immediately it was, it was Liv or Shotzi. I remember Shotzi and Liv were having some exchanges. Yeah, it could have been Liv. Yeah. Either one, and then and then Ronda immediately gets him in an armbar for a tap. Um, so yeah, the the ending of the match just seemed really rushed and quick, and I would have to assume that was because Baszler maybe got a legit injury. Which you know, if, if that's the case, you know, as we'll see, this wasn't <laughs> it won't be the only injury uh, that we see tonight. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so all in all, given that the, the crowd wasn't into it, um, and while it's nobody's fault, you know, if Shayna if Shayna got injured and and you had to call an audible and change the match on the fly, it just it's live and you you got to do what you got to do. Um, but all that said, just the crowd, the match, and then the the way it ended, kind of rushed and and whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm putting this in the ugly category. Um, yeah, it, there was just nothing for me. And going forward, unfortunately, if if Baszler really is injured, because, like, again, you and I have dis- discussed, um, it kind of looked like they were pairing them up to to maybe go on a, you know, be tag champs or something. Mm-hmm. You know, with this with this injury, if it is a legit one or yeah. or how serious it is, I, I guess those plans will be shelved. So, I don't know. We'll we'll see where we go after this. Um, but yeah, over overall, it was again. So you start off the night with Brock and Omas, and then you go into this one where the the crowd the crowd wasn't into it to begin with, even less into it now. And then adding the the injury or possible injury to Baszler. It just shit just went off the rails, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I, that's an ugly for me. So right now, one bad and one ugly. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> man, it's you know what? I, look, I, I might be a little bit more generous in, in this. It, it's not going into the good. I, I'm just gonna just say that now before I have my final my my final takes on this. Uh, this women's showcase match goes straight into the bad. I'm not going to put it into the ugly because I, I try to, I mean, the women, you know, they all went out there. They pretty much did. They, they, you know, they both try to, you know, work their ass off in the ring. Sure. They, they tried to, you know, they really tried to, to try to turn shit into gold out there. Uh, you know, I, I mean, outside of maybe the injury, like, you know, you talked about with Shayna and who knows in regards to that situation, 
Um, you know, they busted their ass in the ring. So, I mean, giving an ugly, I think, for at least in my point of view, is just not fair to the women because, because again, I mean, you know, the women are, you know, they're they're doing what's just given to them. Um, sure. But I mean, yeah, I mean, of course, I know you put that ugly, not, not just for the women, just for the booking as it is. Um, but you know, I, I'm not going to put a major ugly in it. I'm just going to put it as a bad, because again, nobody even give a, gave a shit about this yeah. match anyway. Um, and guys, it's a shame. Uh, it, I mean, this is how this is like, bro, I, Brian, I wouldn't start these fucking matches on a freaking backlash no. or, a, or a Saudi Arabia show. It's like Vince McMahon. I want to, I want to start off with, with Brock and Omos. Oh, Vince, you really think. <laughs> and you know, that's, yes, put him on the show. Uh, do it, do it, do it. Are you, do it. Are you fired? And then after, that, and that's so such a Vince thing, man. Right, that, it's that's be, it's gonna be good shit. <laughs> you know, it, it was Vince's call to to put Omos and Brock opening. You know that was. Yeah, uh, yeah. Do it, do it, you doofus son-in-law, or you're fired, <laughs> you big nose doofus. What does my daughter seeing you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh jeez. <laughs> oh man. All right, guys. So up next, we have uh, Bobby Lashley. His music hits. He hits the stage um, with the Andre the Giant uh, or the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Trophy or the Andre the Giant Trophy or whatever the fuck it is. (laughs) Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, Brian. Like, wasn't there supposed to be an open challenge that Bobby Lashley apparently announced or something? But all he did oh, was I, just, I didn't to just miss, show I missed up that. on the stage with the trophy in a battle royal that he won. That no, that's pretty much just a <laughs> consolation prize. It's a participation trophy. It's like a fucking sticker. It's just like oh, it's like it's like great job. It's like you know, it's like at least you tried or whatever the fuck, right? Like yeah. that, that's what that's what that battle royal is, guys. In a nutshell, so you want to praise the the Andre the Giant battle royal when it was put on fucking SmackDown because. You know that fans don't give a shit about it. Neither do right. you give a shit about it, WWE. And you want it, and you want to have Bobby in what? Because you want to have Bobby Lashley go out there just to remind remind people that he's actually in, in your fucking company. Of course, what happened? The whole shit with Bray Wyatt again. We talked about that yesterday, and how that's just a freaking mess. I'm not yeah. going to even give that a tally because it's just weird. Um, guys, what are we doing with Bobby Lashley? I, well, see, I just. I don't understand. I don't understand. I think I think he kind of came out. I think that was kind of like a on the fly thing too. Because yeah, it seemed again. Like I, I think it was like, because of the injury to Baszler. Maybe that that match had to end before it was supposed to, and now you're just trying to to fill time. time. And yeah. that kind that's the feeling I got. Because yeah, when he came out, you know. Um, but there was talks like, about an open challenge, was there not? That's why I'm. I don't know. I, I might have missed that. I, yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, there was talks that like like uh, you know WWE was promoting about a, a open challenge that Bobby stated on his Twitter. It's like, hey, oh, gotcha. night one or night two, I'm ready. I, I'm ready to compete or whatever. And like, so what? Again, like, <laughs> WWE just wants to just you know they they bring it up you know and, and there's there's these reports about it and then WWE just wants to push it to the side like it just never. Like it just never happened. Like, oh, it's like Bobby Lashley never said this. Like, here, here, guys, he won the trophy. Like, he's yeah. got the big fucking trophy. Everything's great. And that that that's why I said I, I think it that was just something thrown in there on the fly. Because yeah, when he came out, and Bobby Lashley is a big dude, right? But that that's a giant fucking trophy, and it looked yeah, 
Bobby Lashley looked kind of like he was maybe not struggling to to lift it, but like you could tell it's fucking heavy. The trophy is and I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah, and I'm thinking, yeah. like, did you see like the the walkway? Right, I, I, at first I thought like there ain't no way he's carrying this fucking thing down this whole entrance ramp to get in the ring. Um, which God, thank God he didn't, because again, that's a long ass walk. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of think that you know the Baszler injury happened. They had to call an audible. The match wound up being short, and then they just had to to fill some time there. And they're like, "Bobby, go grab the trophy and just go out there and fucking pose with it." Uh, you know, I, yeah, I don't know what the yeah, fuck because that we was. have nothing for you. We have nothing <laughs> right. else for you. We threw you in this yeah. fucking battle royal. That's bad enough. Just go out there, pose, pose in front of a trophy. Yeah, that no one get in a battle royal that you won. Then nobody cared. So just from just remind everybody that you know <laughs> that you're still special. You know, special. Right. right. Golly, man. Anyway, moving on. Uh, because if I if I continue to go on that, I'm just gonna continue to rant on it for about another two fucking hours. <laughs> Third match of the night. This was the triple threat match for the Intercontinental title. This was Gunther versus Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus. Match time and length was 17 minutes. Uh Titus O'Neill is back on commentary once again. Um, you know, Drew McIntyre coming out in the all-white attire. Um, the introduction, the Kaiser's introduction to Gunther, um, you know, in, in, in the stadium, you hear the echo in the stadium. I thought that was just freaking yeah. cool. Yep. Um, guys, this match was physical. This match was brutal. And this match was all, was just fucking kick-ass, man. This match should have started the night. This match. Thank you. Yeah. Th- thank you, Brian. And I said, and I said this from the jump, if you're going to start the night off hot, you do it either with this match or hell. Even the Hell in a Cell match, either right, one would have right. been fine for me. This yeah. match was freaking was freaking kick ass. They beat the, all three of these men, as we knew, of course, going into it. We knew that they were going to beat the shit out of one another, and boy, did they beat the shit <laughs> yeah. out of one another. Yeah. Um. Again, so uh, Drew is, takes out Gunther to start immediately to start the the match off. Drew and Sheamus are they're going to blows. <laughs> Titus O'Neil's like, call the police. Call the <laughs> Rick, you know, with all the chops. It's still, I mean, guys, these freaking yeah. chops that Gunther hit. It's like it's 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 unlike anything other. It's like it's like the freaking state of Connecticut, all the or from the opposite side yeah. of the United States, can fucking hear those chops. Like holy shit, dude! I, I think uh, hands down, at least in in recent memory, I mean, there's nobody that lays those in harder than Gunther. That I mean, is holy, holy shit. shit. I mean, these <laughs> dudes, not, not even just Gunther, all three, well, of all of them, did yes, not right. hell back i mean it was insane how physical this freaking shit was again and gunther just delivering chops again you can hear i mean san francisco across the freaking across the bay can hear that shit it's it was yeah. freaking loud um but yeah gunther and mcintyre they're going chop for chop low to blow i thought that was freaking awesome um sheamus delivers 10 beats of the barum on uh while <laughs> while at the same time Drew McIntyre is chopping freaking Gunther's chest off. <laughs> I, again, guys, this was just guys. You have to go back and watch this match just to see it for yourself on how freaking insane this was. And then Sheamus goes to hit McIntyre with ten beats of the bower, nearly thirty of those motherfuckers. Just you know, and the crowd's chanting along like one, two, three, mm-hmm. all the way up to pretty much thirty freaking thirty. 30 of those motherfuckers, and just like everybody's chest is just beat freaking red at this point now. Uh, McIntyre, there was one nice little, uh, a, a nice little spot in this match 
Uh, it was like a belly to belly suplex. It was thrown onto Gunther, who Gunther was laying in the corner. I thought that was a pretty cool spot yeah. there. Uh-huh. Um, Sheamus hits white noise from the top rope and hits a Celtic cross. It's just like another razor's edge, pretty much from from Sheamus. And Gunther kicks out at two. Sheamus hits the brogue, the bro kick. Um, McIntyre then drags Sheamus to break the count as he drags him from underneath the ropes as he was going for the cover after he hits the uh, the bro kick onto Gunther. Um, so McIntyre drags Sheamus to break the count. McIntyre goes for the Claymore, and then Sheamus counters and hits the bro kick. Uh, McIntyre freaking kicks out. McIntyre hits Sheamus with the Claymore. Sheamus freaking kicks out. I mean, now we're just going back and forth, counter for counter, move for move. Again, yeah. this match is just, I mean, people are on the edge of their fucking seat. Um, just a really just solid. They I mean and they let the, and they let these two just freaking go at it for mm-hmm. 17 freaking minutes. Um, but yeah, so at the end of the at, at the end of this match, though, guys, so Sheamus and they're exchanging clotheslines. I mean, guys, they're clotheslining the shit out of one another. I mean, you can hear the thud of these clotheslines from McIntyre. Again, they're not holding anything back in there. I mean, this match was just so I can go on and on about how physical this freaking match was. And again, you just have to go back and watch this match to just see it for yourself as well. Um, but yes, yeah, so they're exchanging clotheslines. Sheamus hits the bro kick to McIntyre. They go for the cover. Gunther just, just freaking jumps off the top rope, you know, you know, challenging his inner luchador from the top rope, <laughs> breaking up the freaking pinfall. Gunther hits a power bomb onto or a power bomb to Sheamus onto Drew McIntyre takes McIntyre out of the or takes Sheamus out of the equation I should say and that's when Gunther hits his power bomb to McIntyre and picks up the W as McIntyre takes the pinfall and Gunther retains his Intercontinental Championship what a fucking match man holy yeah. shit um, Brian, I'll let you start this off. Your 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 fi- your final tally of this match and your and your thoughts of this triple threat match as a whole. Yeah, really, really good match. Uh, brutal as as we knew it would be with these three guys uh, involved. And uh, yeah, for for people that have have listened to you know numerous episodes, you know how much I hate the exchange of chops in the middle of the ring, right? However. For this match with these three individuals, this is when you do it. This is when, okay, it can be good. Like, I don't want to see it on, you know, fucking every goddamn match. And it's, you know, Matt Jackson doing it to fucking, I don't know, AR Fox or some shit. Like, it's just pointless. But you get three dudes like this in the ring and you want to do that exchange, fine. It's, I'm down for that. I will say, you know, the... Again, this is just my personal taste, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Sheamus did the, uh, you know, where he, he puts the opponent over the ropes and just beats his chest. I mean, 30, 30 times, yeah, it's a pushing it a bit. And even I, I go into the clotheslines. Uh, yeah, you're, you're kind of pushing that. But with these three guys, it makes sense, right? Um, so, yeah, I, I don't. I don't mind it as much as maybe, again, you, you've heard me uh, bitch about that like every match and you know it's got to have this exchange of chops but for these three individuals it works um so yeah uh i think good match uh definitely violent and, and physical and at the end of the day gunther that's the right call gunther had to win that match should have won that match um so yeah yeah that was 
that was the first. I'm gonna go ahead and, and put that in the in the good category. That was the the first bright spot of of night two for WrestleMania. Yeah, very very good match. Very nice. Yeah, very well said. But here's the thing, though, Brian. This match wasn't just good. This was fucking great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and that's I mean, guys, Michael Cole, Titus, and 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 Corey Graves had to stand up for a freaking a a, a freaking yeah. applause, a freaking ovation for. For, for for this match, guys. So, guys, that doesn't just... And you guys know on this platform, if something is great, then I will give it not just one, but two goods. That match deserves two freaking goods right there. Um, Seriously, that was from bell to bell. And again, and even if the bill, if the bill to this match, Brian, was better, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're, we're, that's just a completely... That's just on a whole nother freaking level. Another whole freaking stratosphere. Um. But I mean, hey, it was we knew that this match was going to be fun. We knew it was going to be physical. I was looking forward to it and it and exceeded my expectations. Gunther, of course, and the cherry on top was Gunther winning this match. There was no freaking reason to have freaking Sheamus or McIntyre for that matter win this freaking match. Yeah. They don't freaking need the title. It's nothing but a consolation prize, considering the fact that these two have won world title gold already in the past. Then they don't need to be a grand slam champion whatever the fuck that accomplishment even is, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you hold every single fucking title. It's like, by the time Brian, it's 2024, everybody in this fucking company is going to be a grand slam champion. It's not, yeah, a, right. it's not an accomplishment. So I, I don't understand that aspect of like, Oh, Seamus needs to hold on. He needs to win the IC title. Cause that it's the one title he hasn't won guys. I don't give a shit. Yeah. You can book Seamus to be large. It's not about the fucking titles. Right. Good booking just doesn't always have to be about a fucking title. Yeah. Gunther, there is no rush, no rush to take this title off of Gunther because yeah. right now there Nor is nobody there in this yeah. mid card division that is fucking worthy. Right. And I love the fact that they went full. They they went full, you know, fully on board with it, and they had Gunther go over, and the match and everything else was just so freaking well done. It was physical. The crowd was so freaking into it. Um. Just yeah, everything was just done was just done very very well. So, at least as of right now, WWE and <laughs> they're redeeming themselves after those two idiotic freaking starts matches that yeah. started the show off. Whatever the fuck that was, it's just I, I want to forget it, Brian. But it's going to be very hard <laughs> not to. But sure. So, but listen, you know that they were after those first after the start of the show, the first two matches to start the show. This this was very needed um, from 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 WWE to get at least get back on track or at least somewhat get the show back on track. So at least for my end, Brian, I have two in the good. I have one in the bad and I have two in the ugly. I have the ugly pretty much from the from the Brock and Omos match as a whole. <laughs> the fact that it just started the freaking night off, which is fucking mind boggling and the match itself that I knew was going to happen. And it's going to just be it, it was nothing Th- th- there was nothing level of importance. Oh, be- like what? Because Brock Lesnar delivered an F5 that he's done to many giants in the past. Yeah. It's not fucking WrestleMania type of shit. Like, and, like stop. And Omos no sells the fucking shit. That's it, ugly as it is. And the bad <laughs> is the women's showcase match. And of course, this these two goods, uh, rightfully so, go to Sheamus, Gunther, and uh, Drew McIntyre. Up next, we have the Raw women's title match. This is your challenger, Asuka versus champion Bianca Belair. 
Oscar comes out accompanied by multiple Oscars. <laughs> I thought her yeah, entrance yeah. was cool. You had I all thought, yeah, like, yeah. Oscar lookalikes with the mask and everything, and then Oscar. She has like a she has the same mask, but it's a different color. She's got the different attire. I thought the visual was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. uh, Bianca's entrance as well was pretty. There was like a it was some sort of like a, a like a younger a young dance team. It was like all it was all and all the girls had it, these girls were probably like what Brian maybe seven six year, eight. Uh, years they, they were probably there was a range. I mean, yeah, from like you know eight to ten to maybe early teens or something. Yeah, yeah, and they and they they, they did like a dance like a dance little. Uh, yeah. ritual to Bianca's theme song, which I thought was, I, I thought was that was pretty pretty cool as well. They all they're all wearing they all have the the braid that Bianca freaking wears. Um, so I thought that was a nice little cool visual, nice little entrance there from Bianca. Um, and then we get into this match. So this match time in length was sixteen minutes. Bianca muscles up Oscar and delivers a major power bomb to Oscar. Her her power, her strength was really showcased in this match. Yeah, uh, which was really nice was really cool to see um you know and a lot of counters a lot of back and forth in this match too which i also like the booking of that these are two tremendously gifted freaking freaking wrestlers you know these are top top two of your best wrestlers in your company you know showcase that i mean you know you have asuka and bianca who are you know that incredibly gifted so i like the fact that they're you know, there's counter for counter move for move aspect i like sure. i like that you know you can believe that in that in this type of scenario and, and these types of characters who were that good in the freaking ring. So um, I like that aspect of that. Um, again, her raw, just showcasing her raw power in this match is Bianca Belair. Um, Asuka starts using Bianca's braid um, as she delivers, um, as, she, as she's like pulling, as she uh, delivers double knees or a code breaker onto Bianca uh, from the top rope. Uh, freaking Bianca Belair suplexes Asuka off the top rope, but from the fucking canvas, guys, from the freaking ring apron. God, it's insane how freaking strong mm. this woman is. Seriously. Yeah. Um, it, it was just, it was, it that shit was impressive. And that, that was a crazy freaking highlight in this match. Um, the referee almost gets struck by Bianca Belair. Asuka tries to take advantage of it and spits mist in the face, but Bianca sidesteps it and ducks. So the mist freaking plan doesn't work in Asuka's favor. Asuka then, however, Asuka applies the Asuka lock or the armbar submission. Uh, Bianca powers out of it, puts Asuka into the KOD, slams the KOD, and Bianca Belair wins wins this match, guys. Yeah. And she retains her championship. What the fuck does this company have against Asuka? Brian, I, I'm being serious <laughs> when I say that. No, what right? What the uh... fuck? What... what I, I don't get it. Yeah. Can can someone enlighten me and of why Bianca Belair? And again, this is no shade to Bianca Belair. I love sure. I love the gal. She does great things. She put on a tremendous match. This what what the fuck? Seriously, this was Asuka's title to freaking win. Yeah. And they fucking they they fucking blew it. But I shouldn't be shocked because. Asuka's booking for fucking years has been shit, Brian. Yeah. And you book, she's been booked so well that the, the feud, of course, build up to this point is a different story. But Asuka and her character, she brings back this kind of character, right? She comes back to the Rumble. She gets this, the, one of the biggest pops of the night. She has this new character. 
and how badass it is. This kind of character, everything mm. is sitting in your lap to take this woman and to finally give her the fucking rocket. And all of that momentum now, Brian, is fucking dead. Yeah. Because WWE yep. has their head so far up Vince's fucking ass. <laughs> um, guys, Asuka is now 0-5 at WrestleMania. That is a fucking travesty. That is fucking pathetic. Yeah. Like, I don't, like, where does Asuka go from here? Yeah, I don't know, all especially with the character change. Gone. Right, right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just... <laughs> Brian, I, I got. I, I'm going to try to gather my thoughts here, but Brian, your your, your thoughts uh, and your final tally with this match between Oscar and Bianca. So I'll start off with the entrances, because oh, yeah, uh, yeah they again the WrestleMania entrances, and we talked a little bit about some yesterday. Um, so yeah, the entrances. Um, well, going back first to Gunther, I thought that was a, a great entrance for him, and in this match. Um, yeah, Asuka's entrance and even uh, Bianca Belair's. Um, and a quick shout out to Bianca again. I've, I've mentioned on this podcast a number of times. Look, I'm a I'm a parent, so anything you do with kids to involve them or put a smile on their face, like I'm a hundred percent behind. And, and you can even go back to to you know as much as I shit on John Cena, right? What he does with the Make a Wish Foundation, fucking hats off to you, dude. Um, but yeah, in this in this entrance and what I've I've read online a little bit, I, I think this is accurate. If it's not, I apologize. Um, but so the little girl that that uh, that uh, Bianca pulled up kind of at the end of her entrance to kind of do the kind of to be with her. Um, from what I'm hearing, like I, I don't know if it was earlier, you know, in before before that performance or some point during the day, that little girl's mom. Uh, passed away, unfortunately, from what I'm hearing. So Bianca to do that, just to you know, for for a child in in that kind of a situation, yeah, yeah it just it, it warms my heart, she's man. A, it, it, she's a yeah. great performer and she's a great human being. So yeah, I'm glad you brought that. Yeah, around. yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, so then to the match, yeah. Um, listen, I you know I thought the match, I, you know, these two women. Um, and, and you know we we go back to the build and there there wasn't much of a build and then in this match like sometimes i don't know wrestlers just they don't have chemistry together or so for something it can seem a little bit off for for whatever reason and that's the impression i got in this match it was just it was a little bit clunky at times i don't know if there's just chemistry issues between the two in ring or whatever um i mean it wasn't a horrible match i i just I thought the match was uh, solid overall. It was a solid it, match. Like it some really of the was, things was just it, was, didn't it, was it great? I, was, I thought Rhea and Charlotte was better. I oh yeah, yeah, saying yeah. That. But it was still a <laughs> right. for sixteen minutes. It was a damn solid good match. Yeah. Um. It, but yeah. I mean, I, I, so just, yeah, I'd put this mid. If you're just comparing it to this car card, I put it mid. But to me, I just I don't know. It just didn't seem to flow. And yeah, the call at the end, you know, for for Oscar not winning that, yeah, I I don't know, man. Um, oh, I, I would have had Oscar winning that title. Um, you know, you've had her, you know, kind of have this little character change here in the last two three months. Now she loses at Mania again to Belair. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know where Oscar goes from here. Um. So ultimately, uh, gosh, I don't know where to put it. I mean, I, I'm not. 
I, I don't. I really don't know how to grade this one. Um, I I don't think it was good. I don't think it was bad. I think that I think Oscar not winning was bad, but that's just a personal, you know, take. It, I mean, nothing really to do with the match. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'll, I'll come back to this and how how I'm going to grade it. But uh, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't a fan of it. Uh, definitely not of the ending. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see where we go into you know Raw and SmackDown with these two women. Guys, let, let me and let me also remind you guys, Asuka's been now in this company now for eight fucking years. Eight, eight years. And yeah. for those fucking eight years, she had a little cute little run in NXT. Oh, that's great. F- fantastic. Right. She mm-hmm. gets to the main roster and she has been booked like shit <laughs> ever since then. And it pisses me off because Asuka, she is she screams a a a, a wrestler, a, a somebody in your company that can take your women's division, Brian. To new fucking heights, but for some fucking odd reason, they do not want to give this woman the ball. They don't want to do it. I the don't only, understand. What the only the thing I can think of. Problem is the only thing I eight, can think for of. Eight fucking years, Brian. She yeah. has not gotten one WrestleMania victory. She is zero and five. That is fucking pathetic. <laughs> I, I can't emphasize that enough. What the fuck yeah. is the gripe with Asuka? I. I don't understand. They 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 ship freaking Kyrie back to fucking Japan. They they do. I don't understand. Freaking Shinsuke Nakamura is he still a part of the freaking roster? What, yeah, what are we where the doing? Hell is he been at? Yeah. This is this is this has gotten to the point where I'm done. I, 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 I'm just so over it. Of Asuka getting the short end of the stick every single time. It is ridiculous. And, and, yeah, and, and I, I don't think it's... here's the thing too, Brian. I could legit go freaking even more crazy and put this into the ugly. I really could do that, but but I'm I'm, I'm going to be rational here. <laughs> I want to, and, and it sucks for me to do this because the match was very solid. Bianca showing her her raw power. Freaking Oscar was was really solid in this match. Was it a great match? No, but was it very good? And was it wrestle? Did it have a WrestleMania type of feel? Absolutely, it did. However, guys. The result of this match, it it guys, it tarnished everything. That's no shade to Bianca. I, guys, I love Bianca Belair. I loved that she has held this title for over a year now. Long title reigns are needed in this company. But the fact that this was, but guys, this was Asuka's title. This was her freaking match to win, period, yeah, period. Yeah. And the fact that they did this shit to once again give Asuka the short end of the stick after being eight years, eight years, Brian, in this fucking company, and she has delivered every single time you put this fucking woman out there and you don't give her a freaking moment, you don't give her a WrestleMania moment, you don't put the freaking the rocket to her fucking back is a, is, is a fucking travesty. It is fucking mind-boggling. Yeah. Oh, my God. This the only thing I can ridiculous. think of is that you know they they haven't pulled the trigger, which I would say is is unfair and not not the right decision. But I don't know if it's like the language barrier thing, and then you know putting making her the champion and like cutting promos. But then I think like fucking you had Ultimate Warrior as a champion, right? And go back and listen to his promos. Like what the fuck was this guy talking about? Um, but that's the so thing. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's... every other box. Yeah, you right. Can, you can make you can make a creative booking decision. Oh, absolutely. To help Oscar in that aspect. Yeah. It's like, oh, she can't freaking cook cut promos. Oh, she can't do she can't do this. Like, bro, she checks off every other box. Absolutely. Give absolutely. Her a fucking mouthpiece. I don't give a shit. 
Yeah. She checks off there's, every there's other things box. You, can you do. can't fuck up Oscar's booking. It takes a <laughs> fucking idiot to do so. And for that, guys, I'm done harping about it. You guys, I think at this point, you guys know how I feel about this situation. And for that, it's not going to go into the ugly guys, but and I and I it sucks for me to do that because the match was solid, but the result of this match tarnished everything, and that's going straight. Straight into the bad. Guys, I, I, don't I gotcha. Care. Yeah. Call me, call me whatever freaking name you want. Freaking say that all oh, I'm 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 talking out of my ass. Again, guys, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a <laughs> shit. I I I've been watching this. I've been I watched this freaking I, I watched professional wrestling now for 20 plus years to know what freaking works and what doesn't. Brian, you're this Brian, you've been watching it longer than me, and, and I'm sure and yeah. clearly you pretty much agree with with what I'm saying here in regards to the booking of Asuka and how freaking just a travesty this freaking shit is yeah uh, if, if, if it's no strictly a, a promo thing with 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 asuka like you know the it's language like, oh, barrier there's ways to English? yeah there's ways to 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 work around that and yeah she should have won that match freaking excuse we talked oh, yeah, about yeah. Rey, we talked about ray mysterio how ray mysterio never cut good promos i yeah. mean in, in his career but he checked off every other box and guess what he's a freaking hall of famer now now yeah. that whole Hall of Famer aspect, of course, we talked, uh, you know, and, and, and you know, we we talked about that aspect and how weird it is, but still, you know, yeah. so San Diego was chicken never, was was <laughs> never that good at promos, but he he was always he 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 always had a connection with the crowd. He checked off yep. off every box. Asuka's that same freaking aspect. Mm-hmm. She her every she is the full package. She has the look. She has the feel. She has the vibe. She has, and now she has the. And she can go in the ring in yeah. this kind of killer clown character, and they fuck it up. They yep. fuck it up, and it's they all the momentum in the world. She comes back to the rumble. She has been. We said it, Brian, for weeks. She has been booked very beautifully, almost near beautifully, and they fucking do this for yeah. eight plus years. She has gotten the short end of the fucking stick and it pisses me off because this woman is so goddamn talented and this company, because, yeah. but it's just, it's, 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 un, it's unbelievable. Um, again, guys, I can harp about this for two, two plus hours on the, on the subject. I, I just feel bad for Asuka, um, that she just, I mean, like what, what does it take Brian to just give this girl her moment for eight mm-hmm. years for being in a company? And being a part of, like, I mean, again, she she was a freaking killer in, in NXT. Like, yeah. same with Shayna Baszler. We talked about Shayna Baszler's booking and how bad that shit is in the main roster. Like, what is it going to take? Yeah. I, I mean, is this just a vendetta against her? I, I don't know. I, and I, I can't, I just, I, again, oh my God, bro, I want to slam my head through this cement wall here repeatedly about 10,000 fucking times. But... But yeah, guys, so look, even though WWE that got back on the right track here with the whole Gunther match uh, with the triple threat, uh, which was freaking great and deserved a freaking great because of how just electrifying the match was, how the crowd was into it and everything and how physical it was. However, they go right back to where we freaking started. And it's a shame because the match was damn good, but the result just killed everything, everything. Mm hmm. Up next, we have the little, um, <laughs> again, the little bonus segment, same similar to what Pat McAfee and The Miz did uh, yeah. last night. Uh, WrestleMania, oh, they announced their attendance again. Uh, WrestleMania Night 2 attendance was uh, 81,395. 
which is a grand total of both nights of 161,892 uh, for both nights. Um, as you know, they try to hype up that whole aspect there. Miz yeah. and Snoop Dogg, they're kind of recapping of what happened last night. You know, it's all about, oh, like, I can't believe you kind of threw me to the wolves there with the whole Pat McAfee situation. Um, they start, like, you know, talking crap to one another. And then, guys, Shane McMahon, here comes the money. <laughs> Freaking music hits, bro. Shane McMahon is back. Um, Really caught me. One off night guard. only. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, it was really good to see Shane. I know, well, guys, I know the another, like, similar to Austin Theory, I know the thing is today of age now is of Shane McMahon. Oh, Shane McMahon, why I can't stand Shane? He takes up all this TV time. You can give that freaking tv time to freaking uh, all your other younger talent and guys i under here i hear where you're coming from but dude guys again shane mcmahon he goes out there he puts his body on the line when he doesn't freaking need to and he's honestly and he's honestly one of the yeah. only uh, aspects of, of wrestling brian in the last couple of years that actually gives me a freaking pulse because this <laughs> dude is, is actually good <laughs> i mean he jumps off of freaking cages he it's like everything he does is 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 freaking electrifying and that's what we love about shane mcmahon and he's he's not willing he he puts he literally does this crazy shit to just entertain us yeah to go the extra mile when he doesn't freaking need to in that aspect of shane mcmahon that i respect but you know just shitting on shane mcmahon just to shit on shane mcmahon is just the it's just the normal now because why the fuck not because this is wrestling wrestling fans in in, in a nutshell but um anyway we get an impromptu match as Snoop Dogg makes the match official. Um, pretty much the same shtick. Uh, <laughs> freaking from last night, Snoop Dogg was just like, he's like, hey, you know, you're on your own. He's like, bye-bye, I'm out, deuces. <laughs> and like, Miss is like, you know, this was, this suit was expensive than last night's. <laughs> freaking, uh, and then the yeah. match starts. And guys, I mean, not even, again, this is an impromptu match similar to McAfee and The Miz. Shane McMahon does a so that they you know they do their they do their shtick with the ring ropes they're hitting the ring ropes. Um, Shane McMahon goes for a springboard over the Miz and lands on his feet and then right away his knee his leg just freaking buckles. I mean it doesn't take a rocket science. I mean saw it right away. He tries yeah. to get back up. He stood on one knee and he tries to get back up onto his feet and then immediately goes down again and that's when you knew like oh shit like this is and you notice too they immediately cut the camera away from Shane yeah yeah um and immediately put it on to the Miz that's when you knew right away this shit was serious um and and that's just you know and people are also going to shit on this too Brian about like oh like see this is what happens when you know it's like you bring Shane McMahon back out again guys i'm not i'm not going to shit on WWE for this cuz this was just an unfortunate situation yeah and they called it they called an audible they had Snoop Dogg just go out there and randomly just punch punches Miz's face um just be punched him in the face not once but twice and then he he did like an uh, his imitation of the rock of the rock bottom or whatever and people's elbow yeah to match and uh but yeah, so I guess <laughs> they called an audible um, in the heat of the moment. So it's just an unfortunate situation. I'm not going to harp too much about it, um, especially what the fuck happened in this freaking last match. And, and the, like, if, if I'm going to harp, I mean, after harping on that, I mean, what we got here. I mean, this again, guys, was just going to be another comedy shit that was going to be. Yeah, yeah. Now. And it's just an unfortunate situation. It sucks for Shane McMahon. He makes his return. And then this happens. He pretty much just from what I heard, it was a torn I thought it was maybe it was quad, right? It was a I torn, think yeah, it was a torn quad. 
What's um, the, what's with the deal with the the McMahons and even Triple H now being the son-in-law tearing the quads, man? Like all of them have done it now. Vince, <laughs> Shane, and Triple H. I don't know what the fuck? Who the fuck knows, man? But yeah. So again, uh, Brian, I'll, I'll 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 send this off to you. Your thoughts, if you have any, on uh, Shane McMahon and his injury and everything as a whole in regards to this segment. Yeah, I mean, obviously it was set up to just be a little, you know, five minute, you know, whatever, and. Yeah, unfortunately, Shane Shane got hurt, which which happens. And so, as we saw earlier in the night with Shayna, you know, it just you got to call an audible. You know, what what I'd really like to hear is <laughs> at some point, I'd love to hear Snoop Dogg's take on this because obviously this wasn't the way it was supposed to go, right? So I would just like to hear as somebody. You know, he's not in the wrestling industry, right? You know, I, I guess. You know, I don't know who had, you know, mics in their ears or or whatever, but to see something like that happen when, when Shane goes down with a quad injury and now again you gotta call an audible. I, I would I it would be entertaining as shit just to hear Snoop talk us through his, you know, what was going on with him in those moments, right? Because I gotta imagine it was just fucking chaos and somebody's gotta be telling Snoop to to get in there. Okay, now you hit Miz or, or whatever. I don't know if, if Miz was directing traffic or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, <laughs> for what it was, I would just like to to hear Snoop's take on, on how how all that went down because I'm sure no you'll doubt hear about it at some point. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. On some type of podcast or maybe on his side, who knows? <laughs> right. But, but, but yeah, yeah just... for what it was, um, you know, uh hopes to a speedy recovery for Shane. Um, yeah, that's unfortunate that you know, you go out there for a little three minute spot and now you're going to be spending the next, I don't know, whatever, nine months rehabbing a quad or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, unfortunate. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to leave it there. I'm not even going to grade that. Cause I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't yeah, a match. Know. It was, it was just a, you know, I, you knew it was, it was a scripted part of the show other than the injury, you know, just for him to come out and have a little three minute impromptu match and, whatever you know it was just a part of the spectacle i guess so yeah yeah exactly exactly so again it's unfortunate uh you know we send thoughts and prayers to shane as like yeah. again that that looked gruesome um from last night and again again i thought it was his acl or his knee um and you know we we came to found out that it was a torn quad um so Again, you know, thoughts out to Shane uh, for a speedy recovery. Again, it's just an unfortunate situation. If you guys yeah. expected me or Brian to shit on this, like, you, I'm sorry, guys. There's more yeah. other things to shit on on the show than a two-minute plot segment. Then, and you know, that was just going to be an impromptu comedy shtick anyway. Um, right, I'm right. Not, I'm, I'm just not going to do that, especially in regards to Shane. It's like, oh, but it was Shane McMahon, though, James. Like, why is Shane McMahon on the show? Guys, I don't get uh, – guys, like, I – Shane McMahon being a part of the show, guys, I don't care. It, yeah. I like Shane McMahon. I don't mind Shane McMahon being a part of the show. If you just don't like Shane McMahon, then then that's your fucking problem. <laughs> it's just like, I, I don't, I, again, Brian, this fucking community is just fucking ridiculous. <laughs> We're going to our co-main event. Uh, this was our, or the Hell in a Cell match between Edge and Demon Finn Balor. Match time in length was 18 minutes. Um, Brood Edge makes his freaking entrance. He comes out with was this it metal, though? 
I mean, I guess it. it was some type of brood. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, 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 that, I'll, yeah. yeah. No, no, you, you're not. You're actually not wrong, Brian, in that <laughs> in that situation. Yeah, there was no no Gangrel, which I yeah, thought was I, kind of yeah, because I know there was rumors about you know him the flight to Los Angeles and how there was rumors he could show up to Mania. Um, so that did not happen. But still, the entrance was still fucking sick. I'm not complaining yeah. about that. Um, he, he comes out in this metal skull helmet. And his entire in his in his whole attire and everything, and then it goes back to the rated R superstar music um, as he makes his way down the uh, down the ring. I kind of just soaked it in, Brian, because I, I I don't know how much how many more WrestleManias Edge has left, so I kind of yeah. just soaked in that whole moment. Sure, again, sure. You guys know me. If you guys have grew up in my era of wrestling, Edge was a huge part of that, um, and I know he was a part of the the nineties with with Christian and everything else, but. Uh, but man, like I honest to me, Brian, especially going back into his career, I really thought he really he he really came into his own with that whole rated R superstar. Stuff. Oh, absolutely. Really, really did. Yeah, even sure. with Christian and Cage early on in their tag and that frick, and we, we know how great that tag team was. Mm-hmm. But really, like he really came into his own when he was the rated R superstar. And that's when I started watching professional wrestling that in the early 2000s stage. So Edge has a special place in my heart. Um, and it's just, it, it's just, you know, I just soaked in that moment of watching him walk down the ramp and enter in the cell. Cause I don't know how many more edge matches I'm going to watch. So I kind of just, as a fan, um, kind of just soaked in that moment right there. And the demon Finn Balor, he hits the ring, a lot of red lighting, of course, because it's the demon. And then you also had the purple lighting, of course, representing with the judgment day, um, just a sick freaking entrance. You forget how the aura of the demon and in, in, in that whole entrance is just how sick that freaking whole spiel is um it was just really good to see the demon and we need to see it more wwe i'm not saying you need to, i need to see it every freaking week but every two twice maybe three times a year we see this this motherfucker i'm just sure. out there but again you know finn balor has also stated he doesn't want to use the demon as a crutch or whatever um which is very odd which i don't understand why but here's the thing though he, he does all this stuff with the judgment day that's been that's been doing well for him. And now he wants to get, now he wants to go back to the demon, which I just find odd. I spoke heavily about that for weeks building up to, uh, up to this pay-per-view, but, but anyway, still in, in the, in the moment, the entrance was freaking sick and it was good to see the demon, uh, make his, his, uh, his way to the ring, uh, right away as the, uh, as this match starts, both men just straight, just straight go for weapons. I think freaking Balor had a kendo stick, freaking edge had a freaking, uh, chair. I think he got a chair. I guess yeah. if they because and if you notice the cage was like the normal it was the, it wasn't the a original it was right a freaking, uh, it was an actual reg, real steel uh, cage like an actual yeah. hell in the cell cage but yet the freaking chair again like Vince May he's like I gotta turn something red it's, <laughs> put make the steel chairs red <laughs> yeah right oh my god it's oh that looks good it's some good shit <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so yeah I mean yeah I mean I I just I don't know I just. I, I could be just be talking out of my ass there. I could be just, I, I'm, and I'm just kind of making fun of it more than anything. I just, I just, Vince just kind of came to mind as I saw the red chairs, but I don't know. Sure. Um, but yeah, so Vin, uh, the, the demon takes control early on um, in this match. Edge traps Finn Balor with kendo sticks. He's in the corner of the cage and he traps him with kendo sticks, like using the cage as like a barricade to block. To like pin him in there. Yeah. And pin him in a corner. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I thought that was a pretty cool spot. Yeah, there. yeah. Never um, seen that before. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, very nice little spot there, at least early on to start the match off. Yep. Um, Finn drop kicks Edge into into a table 
um, from outside of the ring and uh, from near at the corner of the cage as well. Um, you know, drop kicking edge into the table. Very nice spot there. Um, edge chucks a ladder straight into Balor's face. And um, this and guys, like if you see if you saw what happened afterwards on on social media as well, Balor has a pretty darn good gash on his head. That was a legit uh, ladder shot straight to his freaking head. Yeah. Um, as I'm sure he's going to get some staples, some stitches into his head. I, I saw the I saw the picture afterwards after I went off the Twitter space last night again with Top Bunk and some others. Um, yeah, looks really uh, looks just a really big gash, man. Like, as I I heard the impact. I was like, damn, that I'm like that sounded really freaking like really freaking real, like head on, like impact there. So yeah. Um. So, <clears throat> but thankfully, you know, and and maybe. The result of this match was because of that, but and we'll and we'll and we'll get to that as well because I'm also baffled on the freaking result of this match too. Um, so yeah, so freaking Balor gets freaking cut up on his head after just Edge just chucks the freaking ladder into into Balor's face. Uh, Finn rises back after after medical team checks up on him. I thought that was kind of weird. You're you're doing a medical check on a demon <laughs> i just yeah. you know what i'm saying it's just like a, it's it's like i had uh, brian i'm not kidding i had seth rollins versus bray white hell in the cell vibes all over again i'm like oh god no they're not going to do like the whole putting trying to putting him on a stretcher like the supernatural type of character in this whole show i'm like oh please no please. like we're not going that route are we yeah <laughs> thankfully it really didn't go that route or at least it didn't like go overboard into that route as finn balor just rises back after his rise back up to his feet um, you know, Finn hit goes for a coup de gras edge. Uh, he counters and then edge goes for the spear or he goes for a spear. Finn sidesteps it and edge crashes into a ladder, um, that was placed in the corner by edge. Uh, Finn hits the coup de gras, um, from edge and, uh, edge kicks out from the top rope. So the first coup de gras edge counters edge, try to hit the spear Finn counters into that ladder. And then that's when Finn Balor hits that coup de gras clean, but edge kicks out. Um, edge hits execution from the second rope, uh, which was a nice little spot there as well. Um, edge then hits the spear. Um, and I believe there was also a table spot as well. I don't have it in my notes, but I think it was a table spot where he was going to um, do the coup de gras. On, he did yeah. the coup de gras through the table, uh, and edge sidestepped it, um, as, De as, um, you know, uh, Dean or Finn Balor went through, went through the table there. Um, again, just a lot of crazy shit that freaking yeah. happened in this match. It was damn freaking entertaining, and I was enjoying the shit out of it, um, as I'm sure as a lot of people were, and we expected how good this, how entertaining this match was going to be. But when it was all said and done, guys, Edge um, takes, after multiple chair shots to uh, to Finn Balor, is after he hits the spear beforehand, um, Balor kicks out at two and, two and nine tenths, and then Edge, that's when he goes into that dark place. He starts hitting multiple chair shots, and then that's when he hits the concerto. He grabs one chair, places it under Finn's face, and then takes the other and hits the concerto, and then slowly rolls up um, Finn Balor for the W as Edge wins this match. Very weird. Um, again, love the match. Uh, thought the match yeah. was freaking awesome. Again, it's unfortunate with the whole cut from 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 uh, from from Finn Balor. Um, and the stitches, I'm sure he's going to get multiple stitches and stamps into his head. But again, I mean, it's a hell in a cell match. So, I mean, this is what they do, I guess, right? You you expect that, you know, you go into into this business expecting that type of stuff, right? I guess so. Right. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, and, and I spoke about this too on my Instagram story. If you guys saw leading up to this, 
up to this pay-per-view as well as on the Facebook group. Guys, Finn Balor needed to win this match. I, I mean, I don't know where, and again, this is, and again, I love Edge, but this would have done no harm to Edge if he would have lost, but yet it's doing more harm to Finn. Because guys, this is the second loss in a row for the Demon. He lost to Roman Reigns, and now here mm. he is losing to Edge. It's just now, where do you go with Finn Balor and the Judgment Day as a whole? Dominic freaking lost. I mean, I know Rhea Ripley just won the the women the SmackDown Women's uh, Title. Uh, Damian Priest, who the hell knows where his his uh, situation lies? And now here you have Balor. So I mean, Judgment Day is one for three on on this weekend. Yeah. It just doesn't make unless again, Brian. There's a plan to completely dissolve the Judgment Day a, as a whole. Maybe I I don't I don't know. I, yeah. I just feel like the, I just feel like this was Balor's match to win because again i just think for balor's sake in regards to i talked about even harping on oscar like balor needed this victory like i'm sorry he needs this victory more than edge does i mean guys i understand like some people may not agree with me with that but it's just the reality was the match kick ass absolutely but was the result of this match good or did it make sense i'm sorry it didn't i i don't understand why why the, again, it's it's kind of just the trend in a nutshell with this show overall. The the results of this match are just fucking odd. I yeah. I, I don't know what <clears throat> again. I, I just it, it's just so weird to me. Um and it's a shame because I enjoyed this match for what it was, everything going up to it. I'm like, okay, here we go. This is where you have Finn Balor, the demon, win the freaking matchup. And but they go into a completely different direction. They have Edge winch the match. So again, but again, I ask everybody, where does Finn Balor go mm -hmm. from here? You know, like he this like this dude. I understand Finn Balor's not getting any more younger. I understand, but dude, dude, this still this guy still has plenty of more years left in his career. E Edge is already on his way out the door. As sad as that is, sure. Like this is you. I mean. To me, Brian, this was a no-brainer. You, I mean, it's you gotta have Finn. You had to have Finn Balor win this match because Finn Balor just needed this more. Um, I, I just, I don't, I don't understand. It's just this is the freaking demon, bro. It's just like how seriously now can we take the freaking demon now? Now that he's lost two of his last appearances, right? I just don't understand it. Um, it, it makes it makes no sense to me. But maybe, you know, Brian, maybe if you have a different perspective about this, maybe you can. Uh, maybe give me a different a different light in this situation but your thoughts on this hell in a cell match uh between edge and finn balor uh well let me start with the entrances um again because it's wrestlemania entrances so we'll start with edge right and up on the screen it even says brood edge um and i like that aspect of it you know I, that's what kind of what i was anticipating um Kind of weird. Was the entrance specific. was the entrance still cool in in the visual? Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I still oh, liked it. Sure. Oh my god! Yeah, but nothing about it was brood, right? It wasn't. It wasn't his look. It wasn't the music. It wasn't. I mean, he did right. You know, come up from like the flames. That was that yeah. was. Brood. It's just the fact that the brood was in the title, but yet it it, it was just yeah. Like the it just had no. I mean, yeah, you had like the rising up from the from from the canvas, right? Which is what right. the brood would always do. But it was yeah. 
I, I guess it was the helmet that threw <laughs> the which is metal, still the shiny it, metal helmet or whatever. It was yeah. weird, but it still looked cool. It was I still mean, pretty I, freaking badass. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the fact that they emphasized brood was like, yeah, that was kind of weird. No, I yeah. hear where you're coming from. Yeah, and if you go back and look for for my money, I mean, there's been some great entrances and and entrance music. The brood all time is is up there for me. Like go back and and just watch their entrances from back in the day. I mean that the music, the look, the feel, it it was it's one of the best entrances ever. Um, but this one just you put up there brood edge, and then I don't know, at least even put the the music with it. Like the music just went with it. It was so like I don't know. That's just my little gripe about it. Um, and then with Finn. Again, I overall I liked his entrance, but then there was like one point where who was the wrestler that did it? Um oh, who is it? Uh Johnny Nitro. What uh what's his name? It not he's not Johnny Nitro anymore. John Morrison. Um, John Morrison. Okay. So you know like in his his entrances where they would like put the camera in slow oh, motion. Slow motion, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they yeah. did this with Finn when he's coming down and he's got these little like purple smoke bombs, right? And the they smoke, put him in the, the smoke bombs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he comes out as a demon, which is supposed to be like, you know, dark and scary and, and whatever. Yeah. And then he has these purple smoke bombs and they slow it down right as he's it almost looks like he's doing like a fucking interpretive dance or some shit. <laughs> and it just like, what the fuck? Like, I, again, overall it was good. But if you're, you're trying to convey this like dark, mysterious demon, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then he's just out there with like smoke bombs, like at a fucking rave or some shit. It just, it was kind of weird. Um. So again, overall, I like both entrances. It just, it was nothing really brutish about Edge and that little that little part with Finn just again, it, it, if you're trying to make somebody look menacing or something like that, it, yeah, that didn't work. <laughs> um so to the match itself, yeah, it I, I, I thought it was kind of weird where like I mean I I get it to a degree, but so Finn Balor's demon character like I felt, especially in the beginning of the beginning of the match, like he was doing a lot of no selling, right? Um, I know there was a spot where uh, I can't remember. He, I guess he took a chair shot to the back. Maybe he was at the head. I, I, I it probably wasn't the head. I, I don't know. But anyway, he just no sells it. Um, which I, I don't know. Again, I get to the end of the match. I guess if if you have the match going through with with Finn kind of no selling a lot of this stuff because he's the demon, but then to ultimately have him lose the match, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, going into the match, I thought I I think Edge, I I thought Edge was going to win the match going into it. Um, what that does to the demon character, I don't know. And I've touched on it here in the in the last kind of few episodes like i don't know what's going to happen with the judgment day but i I feel like there is some some shake-up about to happen so i'm i'm not i'm not too down on on him losing the match because of what it does for judgment day because i feel like with with rio winning the the women's title and dom losing to his dad i feel like there's some shake-up coming anyway so you know i 
I don't know. I, I, I like the match overall. I thought Edge was going to win. I, I I think that was the right call for Edge to win. I understand your point about the about the demon. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, overall, that there were some weird spots. I guess again, like with the no selling, um, and yeah, just being in the hell in the cell again. It's it's nobody's fault per se. Um, but yeah, when you when you're just you're in a violent match like that in a hell in the cell. And then the match kind of stops for for medical to come in and check on somebody. Again, they're doing their job; they have to do that. But it just kind of it just it just puts the brakes on the match, you know. And then it, it now you kind of got to restart it again. Um, again, nobody's fault there. It just shit happens when you're doing this shit live. So uh, overall, I thought it was a good match. I'm going to put this in a good category. Um, I have no problem with Edge winning there, but I am interested to see what happens to to the Judgment Day. Uh, you know, maybe we'll get some answers this week. But um, yeah, overall, I thought it was at least the the second best best match of the night so far. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and you're and you're not wrong there. And, and I'm about to make my and I've already made my final tally as well. And guys, I'm very generous. I am being very very <laughs> generous. I understand, Brian, where you're coming from with Edge. It's just that. You know, there's still so much that that Finn Balor can do, you know, and there's sure, still so much sure. that Finn Balor is going to have to offer for this company. So why just have him lose? Why have him lose this big match? Right. Especially in the, in the entity of the demon. It just doesn't make sense. It, it does more harm of the demon losing as opposed to edge losing it. Guys, it just does. Because again, edge is a part timer. He's hardly even a part timer as it is. Again, I understand maybe if you know where people are coming from in, in, in regards to Edge winning the match, but guys, this was Finn Balor's match to win, and and maybe have I, I don't know. Again, if Edge wants to again go off of TV and then come back, I know there's r- rumors about him maybe retiring officially retiring in August, and you want to have a very cultivating moment in his retirement match or whatever, um, or do maybe a similar retirement match. Um, like Ric Flair had at WrestleMania and you do that at SummerSlam. I, I don't know, mm-hmm. but guys, I, I mean, this was, I mean, the fact, but it's the demon though, Brian, it's, it's the demon. I've always talked about the demon being larger than life and how it could do wonders for your company. That character can, can, can get eyeballs. It, it can get you merchandise sales. It could do, it could do wonders for your company. And the fact that it, that he just, it, he loses this big match. It's mm-hmm. just. I don't know. To me, it was just this was this was this hurt Finn Balor. This this hurt Finn Balor more than it did more justice for Edge. But sure, I'm gonna be I, very I can see gen- that. I, I'm, yeah, I'm very very generous here, guys, because the match was freaking kick ass. I'm I'll, I'm gonna put it into the good. And guys, I'm being very very generous when when I say that. Um, but in in maybe in regards to you know, I always say this as well. More good outweighed. A lot of bad, especially in the result of this match. So that's why I'm going to put it into the good because the match was kick ass. It delivered expectations. So again, being very, very generous. Um, but no doubt, like you mentioned, Brian, it's probably no doubt that outside of probably um, Cody and Roman, as we're about to get into now, as well as uh, Gunther, Sheamus, and McIntyre in that triple threat. No doubt, yeah, best matches of of the night. Uh, and just to just to close it out last thoughts like yeah for now 
Edge and Finn have to go their separate ways. Like, I don't don't oh, yeah, have no, them come fine. out on Monday I, Night Raw <laughs> or SmackDown and have them continue this. Yeah, no, like, I, I think fucking be I done with it. I think it's done. I, I think yeah. it's officially done. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. They're, they're, I I would be shocked if they actually go back to this route at this point. Yeah. No. Yeah. This, this can't go any longer. They 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 did the match. It's hell in the cell. It's the demon. Um, yep. It's done, and I think it's going to be done. So. Yeah. And then, guys, the main events. The good old, the main event that we've all asked for, by the way. Yeah. We asked for it for months, years, and we got it. And we're here. And that main event was for the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship, which was Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare, versus your tribal chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns. Match time in length, guys, was 35 minutes. These two that long? went the fucking distance in this match and this match guys as a whole was freaking good as yeah. expected right yep match I mean, was fucking fantastic freaking ass the entire yeah. freaking match um cody's entrance that whoa from the crowd whoa from the crowd just gets louder and louder <laughs> this dude is so freaking over he has so much freaking momentum it's freaking insane brandy Rhodes and his and cody's family's at ringside um you know uh, John Huber's son, aka Brody Lee's son, I believe, was also negative one. He gave the he gave his belt, the the weighted belt, to uh, to to John Huber's son. I forget the kid's name, but he's he's Brody Lee's son. Again, rest in peace to Brody and Lee. Uh, negative uh, one over in Dark Order for the Dark Order. Yeah, negative negative one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so shout out, shout out to uh, shout out to Brody Lee's son. Yeah, uh, absolutely. A little, little visual yeah. there. Um, Roman's entrance, uh, he hits. By a piano o- uh, orchestra, um, so that that was a pretty cool little visual. There's a piano orchestra playing R- Roman Reigns's music, and then Roman Reigns' music hits with his long ass fucking entrance. But you know what? I love every single second of it, even though it takes a fucking eternity. I fucking love it because because I again, Brian, I went into this thinking, man, this is gonna be the last time I'm gonna see Roman Reigns with these freaking titles. Yeah, yeah. If only I fucking knew, Brian. If only <laughs> I fucking knew. And I would say, you what... said the match was 35 minutes. Was his entrance 10 minutes of that? <laughs> Pro- it wouldn't shock me. No, me no, it was, it's, it's, for <laughs> Roman Reigns. It's a long-ass fucking I... rampway. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me if it was actually right. freaking But no, minutes. it was a good entrance. But again, I, I loved every freaking, every 10 minutes of that shit. Because yeah, that freaking yeah. entrance and that theme is just freaking epic. Yeah. Um. But again, guys, little did I know what was to come later on of the result of this match. And boy, yeah. we're going to get to that in just a few minutes here. Um, So the start of this match, uh, the bell rings. Of course, Solo Sokoa and Paul Heyman. Of course, we mentioned about Solo Sokoa last episode. He's in, he's in the corner of Roman Reigns as I expected him to be because mm-hmm. he's been more involved with Cody than he was with the, with the tag title picture and the Usos. Uh, bell rings and the crowd instantly pops. I mean, that just shows you how people love this freaking match. They're behind yeah. this freaking match. Um, just the epic stare down between the two. That was the first minute. It was just them staring into each other's eyes. I just thought that that was freaking awesome. I, I, that's that's the pace that should have happened. Don't rush into it. Let let the moment soak in, and then and then that's when you do the damn thing. So, um, so yeah, that was for like a solid freaking minute. Cody stuns Roman early as Roman rolls underneath the ring ropes. Heyman being the wise man at ringside, like hyping up Roman, like, like, it's like, this is your show. You are WrestleMania. He's like, you know, this is how oh, people came just to watch you. my yeah, tribal chief. Cody's you know? here for you. Not the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like, yeah, it's exactly right. Right. It's like, you know, fans are, you know, they're here for you. He's like, he's like, you are my tribal chief and all that, all that stuff. <laughs> I freaking love Heyman in that, in that whole 
shtick. He's pretty. He's done that a lot in Roman's big pay per view matches. I love that little that yeah. little small entity of of Roman's matches of Heyman being a big aspect. I like that stuff. Um, you know, involving Paul Heyman, of course. Um, so yeah, Paul Heyman just you know hyping up Roman and all that stuff. Cody goes for a disaster kick, but Roman catches him in a in a power bomb, uh, which was a nice cool spot. Uh, Roman Reigns um, he waves over to Cody's family. Cody's at like they they don't show the camera to Cody's family, but you could see like Roman's waving over. Mm. Just co- co- Roman just being that dastardly fucking heel that we freaking love to um you know for for two plus freaking years now. Um, just in his freaking element. Um, he's just he's built for this shit, man. He has the character. He now has the confidence. Yeah. And he's now built for this shit. I freaking love it. Solo gets involved using a steel chair when the ref wasn't looking. He hits the chair to Cody's back. Um, Roman clears the announce table. Cody hits a back body drop to Roman through that announce table. Once that announce table was cleared, Cody hits uh, a Cody cutter was hit by Rhodes um, and Roman kicks out um, or, or two and nine tenths, I should say, or, or two and a half, I should say, really. Uh, Solo gets involved again using the weighted belt, but then gets ejected as pretty much the ref <clears throat> heard it. He didn't see it, but he heard it. And then he saw right. the, the weighted belt. This says, you're out of here and tosses freaking... <laughs> uh, tosses solo um and, and ejects him from the uh from the match um so and both men are all are also down as well paul Heyman is now getting nervous now um you know C- cody hits the crossroads but roman kicks out as well um i didn't think that that was going to be the finish as well there's no way roman can just lose over one freaking crossroad like, right, that right, is the right. end of the match i'm like okay i love the the ending okay was was done right but i don't know just the losing to one crossroads i'm like no way that can't happen yeah uh, but roman reigns kicks out anyway uh roman goes for a superman punch cody counters into a pedigree and roman reigns kicks out at two and a half uh roman reigns goes for a spear cody counters into a figure four leg lock uh roman reverses the uh reverses the pressure you know like how they reverse the pressure in a figure four roman's reversing the pressure um uh into that figure four leg lock um and then Cody Rhodes, uh, or actually, I'm sorry. Then he gets placed into the guillotine. So he gets out of the he gets out of the the reverse figure four, grabs to the ring ropes. Roman then puts Cody into the guillotine, um, and then Cody Rhodes gets out of that. And then Michael Cole's hyping that up. No one's ever got out of the guillotine, and no one's ever done. And I honestly thought I'm like, this has to happen now, right? At I this know. point, he never like they emphasized he's never gotten out of the guillotine. No one has ever gotten out of Roman Reigns' guillotine. I'm thinking. It's it's happening. Like Cody Rhodes is winning this freaking match. It's happening, right? Oh, get ready because I'm about to fucking unload. Um, so Roman Reigns, so he's wrapping that guillotine on a Cody, gets out of it. Cody Rhodes accidentally strikes the ref. And at that point, I'm like, okay, this is where it kind of goes. At this point, I'm like, okay, are they going the road? Are they going the, the route that I think that they're going here? Because again, we saw a similar route to another freaking pay-per-view. And we're gonna mention that at the end of this match here. So the ref gets knocked out. The Usos get involved. The Usos hit the 1D to Cody. Uh, Cody and Zayn, or, Co- or excuse me, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, the new, your new tag champions, by the way, they come to the aid to even the numbers. Uh, KO stuns, um, KO stuns Roman, and then Zayn hits the Lula kick to Roman. And then Cody's crawling into the cover. Miraculously, the referee's just back to his freaking feet. As soon as uh, everyone hightail, uh, you know, the Usos and the Kevin Owens and Zayn are brawling throughout the crowd as they're now out of the picture. Uh, Roman kicks out of that. Um, Cody 
And Roman and Cody just go blow for blow. I thought that was a really cool moment. The, that That's when the crowd is now really getting into this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, Cody then now starts to hit two, um, two crossroads. He's about to go for the third one for the mm-hmm. finish. Heyman distracts the ref. Solo is back as he's got the hood on. He comes through the crowd. He's back in the ring, delivers the Samoan spike while the referee is distracted by Heyman. And then Roman delivers a few little, uh, a little few uh, movements from the ring ropes to get to build some momentum from the ring ropes. And Roman Reigns delivers the spear. And guys, I, I'm not, I, I can't, I shit you not. Roman Reigns retains, yeah, the undisputed <clears throat> WWE Universal Championship. Oh my God! Oh <laughs> man! Wow! Um, th- this. I have no, I have no words. Um, again, I love freaking Roman. I love this title reign, but guys, what the fuck was this? Yeah. I, I got, here's the thing, Brian, I'm going to send this off to you. Cause I have a little bit more to say, but I'll send this off to you after sure. I make this few, make this statement guys. I don't give a shit how long this title reign has been. I don't give a shit how close he is. To yep. fucking a thousand days, because mm-hmm. that's pretty much the reason why they made this decision. Yeah, I don't give a fuck, because the build to this match was just as important, or Cody Rhodes's build, I should say, was just as important. More important, as Roman no, fucking Reigns more important. A thousand days. Yep. In his title reign, it just is. Yeah. And and here's the thing too, Brian, that makes me so aggravated. Oh. Cody Rhodes hasn't struggled enough. The Cody fuck out Rhodes of here, hasn't man. overcome any adversity. I'm sorry, Brian. Is have every, you have you followed this guy's fucking career does, like does at does all? Every storyline to involve a Daniel Bryan underdog story. I mean, am <laughs> I confused here? Right. <laughs> I mean, seriously, what? Like, it's like I just I don't understand that that excuse. A guy who came that excuse. A guy it's, who came from Stardust to to start another wrestling company and now is back main eventing, but he hasn't struggled enough. Exa- the fuck exactly. Fuck out of here. Nah. Exactly. It's just, but yet you know, it's but it's, and I understand, guys, and we talked about this as well. The 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 thirtieth entrant in the Rumble. I, I get all that stuff. I was the first person to not be on board with it. I yeah. With the wrong yep. decision, but guys, and now we just want to immediately trash Cody. <sighs> Oh, he's a punk. He's a he's he can't wrestle. He he's not the guy. It's just one blunder, Brian. But one blunder. And this is how some fans are fickle because they don't understand that also that metrics prove that Cody Rhodes has the outside of Roman Reigns, of course, has the most momentum out of any superstar right now. Mm-hmm. And yet WWE for some odd. Fucking it's fucking dead now. To 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 make the decision for Roman Reigns to win this match. To hit a thousand days in his freaking title reign, what the shit, man? Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't understand. It was sitting in their lap. How do you mess this up? Yeah, it is so mind-bogglingly just r- ridiculous. But but then Brian, people want to defend it because Cody Rhodes hasn't struggled enough. Cody Rhodes isn't the guy. Let's now give it to freaking Jay Uso, who's a. I, I've been hearing that freaking garbage. I, I listen. I love Jay Uso. I think he's done a tremendous job. But guys, 
if I mean Jay Uso, a tag team guy taking the title, guys, give me a break. I, I mean, yeah. what, like what, like what are we doing? Like what are we even saying? <clears throat> this was Cody, guys. I, I don't, I, I can't emphasize this enough. And Brian, I'll finally send this off to you because I got more, a little bit more to say here. Your, your thoughts on on this on this match, which was damn good, by the way, and, and the result of this match and, and this entire night as a whole. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'll start with the match. The match I'm giving a great. That was a fantastic fucking match. Um, you know, I, I can go into like the differences in like WWE matches and AEW matches and the type of type of matches they are in wrestling or whatever. And listen, not everybody's going to go out there for 35 minutes and put on a show or not everybody's capable of that. These two fucking guys are. And yeah, so for the match to be 35 minutes and just the pacing of the match, right? They they hit the spots when they needed to. They slowed it down when they needed to. Um, of course, I knew like Solo and the Usos and even uh, KO and Sami Zayn, I knew they were all going to be involved in it. So no shock or surprise there. Um, yeah, I, I just can't stress enough. It, it was really a fantastic match um, going into it. You know, obviously, I as I've said on here many times, I thought Cody was no doubt winning this. Um, so watching it, like I didn't even take many notes on it. I was just watching as a fan. And yeah, the false finishes, the, you know, it just, the, the match itself was fucking fantastic. The ending, yeah, let me get into that. Um, I mean, I, I I think they've they've completely they completely fucked it up here. Um, if you're sacrificed, okay. So the idea here is that you're you're trying to now get Roman to a thousand days again. Like you said, who the fuck cares? Or you know, twenty years from now. Or whatever. Are we going to remember Roman Reigns' title run because he hit a thousand days, or because it was the fucking bloodline story and the opponents that he had? No, no listen, and here's, whatever. Here's like a thousand days is historic. I understand that aspect, and trust me, people will, will will remember it because, like you said, Brian, the build of his reign and how amazing Roman Reigns is. Yes, it's going to be historic. But here's the problem, though, guys: the build of Cody Rhodes. Because, guys, we have been begging for for a baby face that. That is larger than life mm -hmm. that fans can get behind and they have it in Cody Rhodes and everything in regards to his, his journey of getting to this moment, not just the Royal rumble guys. It's not just about the rumble. It's everything yeah. as a whole. Like this yeah. again, does everything need to be a Daniel Bryan underdog story? I, I don't understand that aspect yeah. because that's what people are throwing out to me. Because oh, it was too predictable. Oh, it was too it was too predictable for Cody to win. He hasn't struggled enough. He hasn't done this. He hasn't done that. I, I don't, guys. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that that Cody Rhodes. But yet, here's the thing, too, Brian. People don't want to acknowledge that Cody Rhodes is drawing numbers. That Cody Rhodes. That they don't want to listen to the crowd and the loud freaking whoa freaking in his entrance. They want to ignore that, right? But they, but, but, you know, and guys, if, if you don't like Cody, that's totally fine. But that doesn't mean, but, but that doesn't mean that Cody Rhodes is not drawing, mm -hmm. that he's not drawing, he's not moving the fucking needle because right. he is. And the, and, but here's the thing just like they did with Asuka, they blew it. Yeah. They blew it. 
They freaking blew it. And so like the Usos lost their titles. And now Roman. So again, I, I don't know what goes. The only thing that I can maybe think of, Brian, and, and we're going to close out this this very shortly here. Randy Orton. We, we, we've been hearing Randy Orton's return for, for, for the past few days now. Yeah. The only thing that I can think of is that maybe Cody addresses the crowd. Randy Orton gets involved in some way and you start a feud, maybe building up to SummerSlam. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Because don't... But, but in regards to the title, <clears throat> again, guys, if it's not Cody Rhodes, who, who I'm, I'm about to pull my new day shtick here. Who, 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 there's nobody. Right. <laughs> it's legit. Nobody. Cody Rhodes has been the guy since day one, since day freaking one. And everything, everything in the snap of a finger, it's gone. Yeah. All the momentum is gone. Because guys, what, what, what? Oh, they're going to, he's going to win it at SummerSlam. The momentum is not the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's all about, you know, and I just, I don't, oh my God. And that, that's where I'm going. Like, Alexis. so I know, I know WWE is going to stress, you know, if that's, if that's what they're doing, they're going to stress the, the thousand days you know, is it historic? Yes. Is it impressive? Yes. WWE is going to try their damnedest to make this the story. However, in this in this setting, where we are right now, the story that's already been told, Cody Rhodes' story and winning that title is, to me, in this moment, with the momentum, with the storyline that's already been built, is far that story is far more important for the continuation for now moving forward than the thousand day reign. WWE is going to yes every time you see Roman Reigns now, especially as he gets closer to the thousand days, they're going to shove that down your throat. Thousand days, thousand days, thousand days. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't um, help Roman, and then freaking fans are going to get sick of freaking are now going to get sick and tired of Roman now. It doesn't do well for Roman either. Yeah. So and I don't the... understand. This was the perfect opportunity. It, guys, even in a title reign, it's all important about the build, about the, the title reign as a whole, and how you lose the title. Right. Everything matters. And, and here is and, and when and, and then when they try to put the finishing touches, it all comes just crashing down. Just from <laughs> yeah. one this from one decision. Yeah. To have Roman Reigns win this freaking title, and it pisses me off. And you know what, Brian? Maybe I'm the fool. Maybe I'm the schmuck because that I actually thought that that WWE was going to make the right decision because for ten pl- plus freaking years, that this company has been a shell of what it once was. And, and maybe I'm the freaking idiot that actually thought that maybe things would be a little bit different. Maybe, maybe yeah. I'm the freaking idiot. I, I don't freaking know. But to close this out, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal my my tallies here. The match. Hold on, I, I got a yeah, I got a few more thoughts of it too. Yeah, yeah I, I'm gonna reveal my tallies and then I'll get sure. back to you, Brian, for sure. The match itself was damn was damn good. Yeah, was damn freaking good, and that should be acknowledged. Of course, that is gonna <sighs> go into the good column. But guys, the result, the result of this shit, that's an ugly. So yeah. one in the good for this match, and you see the ugly column. Another one, another tally has been added to that. Guys, I'm sorry. It, it, I mean, it takes a schmuck, it takes a a, a dumb witted dumb fuck, to to make to make this freaking decision. Be- and, and, and I, you know, but Cody Rhodes hasn't struggled. Cody Rhodes hasn't overcome adversity. 
Like mm-hmm. everything needs to revolve around an underdog story. It, it just boggles my freaking mind. And, and, and it's just, it's unbelievable how night one, how everything was just done so well. And then the 20, not even 24 hours later, Brian, everything, everything goes into a completely opposite direction. And now we go into the raw after mania, which is tonight. I, I don't know. I have no idea what's going to, what's going to happen now. Yeah. Um, I mean, is it going to be fun? Is it going to have that Raw after Mania feels? Of course, it's still wrestle. It's pretty much still Mania week. There's still lots to cover through this week. So, yeah, yeah, man. Just it's just it's just a shame. Um, that and it's just in the and the one thing about it is too, Brian, is that people will defend it. They'll, sure. they'll defend it, and that's the sad part of it. Is if you don't like Cody Rhodes, guys, if you think that he sucks, if you think that he, then more power to you. I'm not here to change your mind. I'm not here for you to be a Cody Rhodes fan. Nor am I. Have I ever been the biggest Cody Rhodes fan? But when yeah, I me see neither. something that's good, when I see a guy that's actually that's taking the company to new heights, I have to acknowledge that, guys, and say. You need to take you need to give Cody Rhodes the ball and freaking run with it. And what do they do? They completely go in the opposite direction and it's freaking it's it's mind-boggling and it's just absolutely ridiculous. Brian, your final thoughts. Yeah, so again, going back to his run, right? You know, two and a half years, right? This this title needs to change hands at Mania. Period. Not not SummerSlam, not the Royal Rumble. That is main event WrestleMania worthy, period. So what you know, what are we gonna he can't possibly hold it for another year to mania? Like I you know I I would just say not not that it, it, there couldn't be good shit in there, but I fucking hope that's not the case. Um and yeah, so as of right now, right, there there have been maybe three guys that that could take the title off of Roman, right? You had, first it was Sammy. He beat Sammy. Then it was Cody. Well, he beat Cody now. And the third one that, you know, there hasn't been much, too much storyline involved is Jay. Um, But yeah, so I, I don't know where it's going. And the, the, the whole idea, like if, if Cody, you know, has a rematch at Backlash or even if it is at SummerSlam or whatever, you're right. The, the the momentum the storyline it should have culminated last night and and they didn't pull the trigger and it so right now it like if he if it happens at elimination chamber or SummerSlam it's just it's not the same uh, it's not going to be the same the momentum has now been lost um and yeah I, I don't know where you go with it uh do you start to build a, a, some story with Jay and Roman maybe I, I don't know and could that be good sure but yeah this just they blew it I, I don't know in my personal opinion they they made the wrong call it should have been Cody oh that's um, not an opinion that's a freaking fact <laughs> yeah. that's a fact right again and that's it's a fact man because again Cody Rhodes is what's helping this company. He is the biggest baby face. He is the biggest draw. You hear the crowd. You see the merchandise sales. Everything proves that Cody Rhodes yeah. is, is the guy, and you need to keep that momentum going. But no, because Roman and it, again, it just seems... a thousand, it needs to hit a thousand-day reign. Again, guys, I love Roman, and I love this character, and I will always love Roman for this character and everything that he has brought to this character. And this is no hate to Cody. It's a Roman 
it's just the freaking company. And you know what? Bro, yeah, yeah. And to, That's to probably the part that... up, And I'll give you more, some more final thoughts as well. But to wrap this up, um, you know, maybe because of this whole selling process, and I think it's kind of hit everybody that Vince McMahon oh, that's still, has a thing, good, yeah. is a, still has a good say out of all of this. And maybe I'm the idiot that actually thought that Cody was Cody Rhodes, that he was going to put Cody Rhodes over Roman. Maybe I'm the, maybe I'm the schmuck guys. I, I don't know, but man, it, it is insane how in 24 hours of how a company and its momentum and its energy can just shift in the freaking snap of a finger. But yeah, Brian, your right. final thoughts, if you have any. Yeah. Final thought. Um, so it seems to, to be at least right now from what we know and, and granted creative can have many more ideas that we just don't know about, but to me, it seems like they sacrificed the Cody story and that storyline and that build simply for a thousand day title reign storyline. And to me, they're that doesn't equate to me. It, it just it, again, it was the wrong call. And then going into the selling of the company again, yeah, I, who knows where the fuck that's going to go? But right now, again, specifically with the selling of the company and the fact that Cody didn't win last night, like. Yeah, I, I just I don't have much faith that whoever's gonna come in and take over, I guess it's still Vince. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I I think they they blew a lot last night, unfortunately. But yeah, so my my final tally, I'm gonna put this, it was a great match. So I actually got two in the good. Uh I don't know if you can really see that, but anyway, so I got four in the good, three in the bad, and one in the ugly. Meaning, so that's basically four good and five bad. So overall, not a good night for WrestleMania too. And as I close this out, um, I will reveal my final tallies here. So four in the good for me as well. I've already crossed off those uglies. So those all those uglies turn into two bads. So there you can see, guys, final tally is eight in the bad and four in the good. So realistically, like we, again, and yeah. this is, again, guys, it's not our personal opinion. This is not us just stating because we didn't like the show like any other schmuck would do in this community. No, realistically, statistically, metrics and and in common sense, you know, like we always try to at least, you know, you know, try to bring up as well in, in this platform when reviewing re reviewing these shows shows you that this show, WrestleMania Night 2, was a bad pay-per-view. Yeah, overall it was. We had a good trend going, Brian, with 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 WWE pay per view since we started this podcast. We were, uh, you know, a good solid review with the Royal Rumble. Yep. Elimination Chamber was the same to boot, and then WrestleMania Night won last night, and unfortunately that 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 streak came to an end last night. And it's just it's unfortunate, but guys, sometimes in these reviews, you know, boards are going to look like this because shit needs to be called out. Yeah. And it's all for the right reasons. Um, where all of this goes from here remains to be seen we'll see Guys, start tonight i guess <laughs> yeah and it will start tonight with the yeah. Raw after mania guys thank you so much uh for tuning in uh what a freaking week uh it has been uh just you know every it's you know wrestlemania week i guess in a nutshell but you know what i and i and i can i think i can speak for brian as well you know we wouldn't have in any other way covering this stuff yeah you know, we, at the end of the day we're we love this shit man we love professional wrestling and we just want to make it better. But this has been a lot of fun. Uh, this is our pretty much our first WrestleMania weekend, our first WrestleMania yeah. week. So a lot of content has been uh, 
has been thrown to you guys, but man, it, we've, we've had a fun, fun time doing it. But, and, and, and like I said, of mentioning the, the, the raw after mania, it doesn't stop here. We still got raw tonight. Of course, we got SmackDown after mania later on this week. And of course we'll sprinkle in some AEW and some AEW <laughs> dynamite talk this week. You know, it's just like, Oh, that's right. AEW still exists after. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, so we'll talk of course, AEW a little bit and dynamite, of course, you know, their long Island show coming up uh, for this week. But yeah, guys, what a week it's freaking been just, uh, you know, a lot. It's been a long freaking past couple days, but it's been a whole lot of fun. Um, thank you guys. Once again, this was episode 39 WrestleMania night two, the good, the bad and the ugly. Uh, we are going to be signing off everyone. Thank you guys once again for tuning in. My name is James Porcelli. And I'm Brian Thomas. And we're signing off saying salute. Peace out. And take care, everybody.